Greetings and salutations to our fine podcast audience. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. How's everybody doing? Doing good. I had a great doing Memorial good. Day. Did you? He did. You hope know. you did. <laughs> no. I think the audience is keen on the fact that we record <laughs> these way before they drop. I had a spectacular Memorial Day. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad it was good for you. <laughs> Nobody believes him. Nope. <laughs> but good try. Good try. Well, you know. Do you have plans for Memorial Day, Ed? I don't know. See, you don't know. I don't know whether I am. We're weeks away from that. We are a little bit away from Memorial Day. and uh, I plan on not working. After it. Yeah. yeah, No, we won't work. I do have that plan, but I don't know what else will happen. Mm -hmm. I I have been recently been reminded that I don't have 17 grandchildren that I regularly like to say. And you thought you did? No, I didn't think that, but I have a tendency to take the whole number of my family plus the baby that's on the way and say grandchildren instead of saying Uh, I have 17 in my immediate family. So it's not dementia. It's not dementia. (laughs) I'll just say this. None of us are doctors. We can't make that diagnosis. Let's not make that happen. Should I be watching you, Ed? Should I be be concerned? We we should be concerned about Ed at all times. Yeah, that's that's true. Regardless. I well, know, actually, know at least one podcast listener is. Well, oh, true. I've actually been concerned with Ed for about 25 years. <laughs> yeah, that's true. As long as I've known him. That's true. Yep. I remember the first time I met Ed. Do you? Yeah. You, you, you took me to lunch and told I took me. You to lunch? Well, you took me and several people from the staff to lunch because I was being interviewed. And you oh. basically told me, don't get too comfortable because I might have to fire you. So I've been worried about Ed for 25 years now. That sounds right. He also said the same thing to me on my seventh birthday. (laughs) That sounds right as well. All right. Let's get to the business of what we're doing. We got something special today. Very special. Very special. Something different. So I'm going to let Nathan tell us what is special. special Memorial Day episode. Yes. Don't say that. People are going to have expectations. (laughs) It ain't that. So tell us what we got on tap here, Nathan. I was able to do uh, an interview uh, for our virtual lobby for the um, for the online service at Community Christian Anywhere this past Sunday, uh, and we told people in the lobby, "Hey, that interview is going to drop on Wednesday." And here it's it Wednesday. is. It's Wednesday. it's Wednesday. We keep our promises. So yes, we, uh, we did an interview with the team over at Crossover City Church in uh, Atlanta. We've done an interview before with their pastor, Scott Free. We love Crossover. Absolutely. Oh, yes. Absolutely, yeah. Crossover and then City Takers, which is kind of the nonprofit organization wing of uh, Crossover. Uh, they, ha- they do a lot of great stuff right there in the community in Atlanta. We've had a partnership with them. We recently uh, just gave them a whole bunch of stuff to help them in their ministry going forward and we just love what they're doing and uh, I got to sit down and talk with some of their team and get to hear more and we thought it's the kind of stuff that our community not only needs to hear about so that you know hey as a member of community Christian you know everything that you give to support here helps start churches yeah. mm-hmm. like crossover but on top of that I think some of the stuff they're doing is so exciting even though they're a younger church than us it's stuff that inspires me mm. and I think could inspire you uh, maybe wherever you are as a follower of Jesus to do similar stuff. Yeah. Awesome. So okay. well, we're really looking forward to you guys hearing this interview. All right. So uh, we're going to spend the rest of the podcast listening to that interview. So we're going to get right to that right now. We will see y'all next week. Well, hey, everybody. Uh, I am here right now in a Google Meet with uh, my friend and pastor over at Crossover Church, ATL, and also 
City Takers. We've talked with him before. Uh, you guys should know him at this point. Uh, Scott Free. Scott, uh, how are you doing today? I'm great, man. Thank you for having me back on. Absolutely. I really appreciate you guys. Appreciate your church and just all that God is doing with us together here in the city. Absolutely. So for those who don't know, uh, you guys are located. Crossover uh, City Church right there is located in uh, East Atlanta, right? West, the west side of Atlanta. West side of Atlanta. Okay. West side of Atlanta. Yeah, we're about a mile uh, west of the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Right, right. And uh, you also have another part that actually came before Crossover Church was planted, but your kind of nonprofit side, the City yeah. Takers. What What is it that City Takers does? Yeah, so City Takers, the heart of it is to raise up urban missionaries that transform cities through hip-hop, love, and Jesus. And we do that three ways. We do that by loving the city, drawing the city, and building the city. And the love aspect is where we're going out into the community to where people are. We're going into the jails, homeless shelters, drug rehab centers, neighborhoods, um, using the arts, using different things that we can use to be able to preach and preach the gospel. And we've seen thousands and thousands of people meet Jesus just by the outreach. So it's us, you know, meeting tangible needs, loving people where they're at. Draw a city is kind of the opposite of that. It's ask, it's drawing people to where we're at. So we do like a big concert at the end of the month, an outreach concert. Um, we do stuff on the radio. We do stuff online. So it's anywhere that's drawn people to come to us. And again, that is so that people can encounter Jesus for themselves and, you know, come into the kingdom. And the last thing is build a city, which is our discipleship kind of mentorship programs that we do. And the whole heart of that is to disciple people to go out and love a city. You know what I mean? So it's the cycles, the methods of how we do what we do. Absolutely. I love that. And I think for anybody who's a long-term community Christian person, you know that that those are really uh, looks different for both of us. But man, that is just the kingdom heart of Jesus in both of our churches that allows us to really be unified in changing, whether it's right there in Atlanta or here in the metro Atlanta area, us being able to uh, transfer. I love that. Transform a city. And really through the process of discipleship, I know Scott and I have talked multiple times about how discipleship is really key to this whole thing. And how do you see that to be true for you guys, uh, Scott? Well, first of all, I always tell our guys that that's the only thing we're called to do. Amen. (laughs) To go into the world and make disciples. And, you know, I think it looks different for a lot of different type of people. Like for us, like we took on discipleship, you know, beyond the Sunday. I think Sundays are, are part of that discipleship process. But, you know, we try to identify like what people like, you know, some of their passions, some of the things that they might enjoy doing and use those things as a way to draw people in order to really pour into them and disciple them in a, in a deeper level. And I think, you know, their discipleship goes even beyond a spiritual aspect into like maybe a life skill aspect, especially in our neighborhood down here in the city of Atlanta, we have to disciple people in life skills sometimes, life skills, just basic stuff that, you know, growing up in South Atlanta, you might have learned, but growing up in the inner city of Atlanta, you didn't really have anybody to teach you these things. Um, so, yeah, discipleship, uh, especially as a leader and a pastor, like we don't do anything unless there's some sort of discipleship aspect to it. Yeah. I ask my guys, like, well, why are we doing that? 
And they have to be able to tell me the why and the why should be incorporate some sort of discipleship in it. Well, and I think I think what you're talking about there, uh, Scott, is huge. And especially here on our podcast, we end up talking about that a lot of this idea that um, often we we break our lives into kind of, uh, you know, physical and spiritual and emotional. Yeah. But that, that Christ really talks about loving God with our heart, soul, mind, strength, really our body, our our spirit, our emotions, all of that, that none of it is is lesser than another uh, part yeah. of that, that. That Jesus is really wanting to disciple all of us. And I know you guys do that. Y'all have a food ministry. Y'all have a bunch yeah. of different kind of ministries. Tell tell just kind of briefly. I know we did a whole interview yeah, about so it. We, so uh, yeah. yeah, so we got so, so it's funny because we, especially after 2020, like we really feel like God is shifting some things, you know what I mean? Trying to do some new things on the earth. And so we've been doing what, you know, the church calls outreach ministry for over 10 years. Um, but to us, it's really, it's just church. Yes. You know, it's, it's where two or more gathered around the name of Jesus. And that's kind of like the authentic, you know, church. And so we do stuff all over the city throughout the week. We have a homeless church service that happens every fourth and fifth Monday. Um, where we're, you know, putting chairs out literally outside in a parking lot and there'll be 200 plus people show up. Um, we, we host church. We have worship, might have some rappers, might have some dancers. Somebody gives a message. We pray together and then we, we eat together. Um, so we feed everybody a hot meal. So we're giving them the bread of life and, you know, a hot meal as well. Yeah. Every fourth and fifth Monday, every Friday, um, since COVID started, we launched a ministry called Fresh Food Fridays. Um, our neighborhood is in a federally designated food desert. You might not have heard of that term before. What that means is if you don't have transportation and you're walking, you have no access to any fresh foods. All you can go to is a corner store. You get fast food, but you can't get, you know, what, what we would walk into Walmart or a grocery store and get because there's nothing around here. The closest Walmart is about five miles away. So, again, without transportation, you're not getting there. So we every Friday deliver fresh uh, a fresh box of about $70 worth of your staple items like vegetables, fruits, milks, cheese, bread, like stuff that literally people can't get if, unless they have a vehicle around here. So we started delivering that um, every Friday into the community, into people's houses. I mean, we literally knock on doors. And the beautiful thing since we've been doing a year and a year and few months now People literally like invite us in their homes. Now it's a relationship. It's not even about the food no more. It's just about real, real relationship. And we get to go into people's homes. And man, I'm telling you, we have such awesome encounters with the Lord in people's houses. We're praying over people. We're we're just literally, literally loving our neighbors. Yeah. So that happens every Friday. Um, every Wednesday, we launched a new youth program called Greater Than. Um, which entails of three different aspects. It's basketball, it's music, and it's entrepreneurship. And the reason why we called it greater than is because kids in this community see three ways out of this community. They want to be LeBron James, professional <laughs> basketball player. They want to be Little Baby, the famous rapper, or they want to be, you know, a drug dealer, or they want to hustle and make money. And so, you know, Again, those are already kind of their passions. So we just took what, you know, people, young people are passionate about basketball, music and entrepreneurship. 
And we said, well, let's launch some type of program here on campus at the City Takers headquarters um, that 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 draws the kids in using these things. So last night we had basketball and what they do is they bring kids here. They literally all hang out right outside of this window out here and we play a Christian hip hop music video. All right. We have pizza as well. So the pizza is always a plus for kids. We play a Christian rap music video. There's a television out here and they like it. They're like, oh, I love that. That's really cool. And then what we do is we break down the lyrics of that video and the scriptures that correlate with the lyric. And so, again, that's the discipleship aspect of what we do. And then they all go play basketball afterwards. But we called it greater than because we want kids to realize that you don't have to be LeBron James to be great. You don't have to be a famous rapper to be great. You could actually just be a son or a daughter of the most high King Jesus. And that's what makes you great because of him in you. And so just really getting kids to shift like, you know, my only way out is this. Mm-hmm. And say like, no, you, you know, trust God, trust Jesus. Jesus will take you places you can't even dream about going. So we yes. do that. Um, let me think what else we got going. We got all types of stuff. We got stuff in jails happening, prisons happening. A lot of that stuff has been harder due to COVID, um, but slowly opening back up as, as we're talking now. Yeah. Um, we also have a nursing home, um, an elderly uh, facility right up the street. It's government ran. So it's, it's you know, poor, marginalized, elderly people, widows. And we get to serve them every month as well. Again, because of COVID, that slowed down a little bit. But again, they're slowly opening back up. But, but we we serve them in the context of meeting practical needs with them as well. Yeah. Um, and then we have church here on campus as well, even on Sundays. And again, for us, it's not about putting, you know, trying to build that the, the Sunday morning church, even though we have it. Um, but we've we've we had to start a Sunday morning church because we're meeting so many people in the community and people are like, Hey man, we want to come to church. And then, you know, our, our, for years we're like, Hey, just go find a good church. But just people weren't really, weren't really transitioning into a, you know, a traditional church model. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. that, that's kind of what we do in a nutshell. Um, again, the music thing is still, we're, we're using music. We have a, a music producer on staff who's an urban missionary for us. And so we're trying to build out the fullness of the music studio. Right now we have a a small version of that, uh, but we're still trying to raise money to build out the fullness of this music studio. And again, it'll just be a part of the greater than music program where kids will come in, learn how to, you know, make a beat, learn, maybe learn how to rap. Oh, by the way, all the kids in the neighborhood rap, (laughs) (laughs) all the kids in our neighborhood rap. Um, So just, just providing a space a safe space for them to, you know what I mean? Use their, 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 their talents and their gifts and their abilities. But at the same time, we got to attach the why to it, right? Which is the gospel, yeah. which is Jesus, which is the discipleship aspect of that. And then this t-shirt I'm wearing or this hoodie I'm wearing. Can you see that right there? I got it, man. It says T L O T. And what that means is called the least of these. Mm. And in Matthew 25, Jesus says, I was hungry. You didn't feed me. I was thirsty. You didn't give me a drink. I was naked. You didn't clothe me. The disciples are like, well, when did we see you naked and in prison? When did we see you like that? And Jesus says the most powerful statement that we really kind of built this whole mission around. 
is when you've done it unto one of the least of these, you've done it unto me. Amen. And the logo of the least of these, and it's a clothing brand, right? It's a, it's a clothing line. And the, the logo, if, if you can see inside of the O, mm-hmm. it's a penny. Ah. The reason why we chose a penny is because you'll find pennies on the floor all the time. Mm-hmm. You'll look at a penny on the floor and you got to make a decision in your mind. Am I going to pick it up or not? Well, nine times out of 10, if we could just be honest and transparent on this podcast, we leave it on the floor because it isn't that valuable or it's dirty. We don't want to get our hands dirty because picking up, you know, dirty money off of the floor that's been stepped on, that's been overlooked by a bunch of people. And what the Lord shifted my mindset from a penny to people. There's people in this neighborhood. There's people, your neighbors, there's people you work with that are overlooked all the time. They might be looked at as dirty or less than or marginalized or poor. And so we use the logo of a penny um, because God wants us to reach those people, those same people. And God loves those people just as much as he loves us. And so we started a clothing brand where we actually have a T-shirt press area right here upstairs. Uh, maybe we, maybe the next time we can film all of that stuff and show show everybody. Yeah. Um, but again, we were using that as an entrepreneurship program to bring young people in who are excited about, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Entrepreneurship, hustling. And again, some of these guys who are selling drugs are super, super smart. Yeah. They just don't have the right direction. So we yep. want to be able to shift people's direction, shift people's purpose, using their gift of leadership, using their gift of hustle and saying, you know what? Let, let me help you teach you how entrepreneurship works. We're going to do it with T-shirts. You might do it with something totally different, which is fine. And so just teaching them that aspect. But at the same time, again, pulling in the why, pulling in the discipleship aspect of the gospel. And so we want to teach them a few different things. We want to teach them biblical identity and biblical purpose. We also want to teach them life skills and we also want to teach them financial literacy. And so that in a nutshell is what we got going on. Well, and Scott, you know, when I heard you, uh, when I heard you talking, I couldn't help but one, just have to amen about half the stuff you said. But I thought uh, in particular, the illustration of the penny, I think, is huge. And I think, you know, as you said, whether you're in inner city Atlanta or you're here in Coweta County or you're watching this from somewhere else in the country, that illustration is so powerful. And it really does go to the core of what Jesus is was doing here on the earth in this ministry, as we've said, of not just somebody's uh, spiritual life, but meeting physical needs and meeting emotional needs and kind of looking at people and saying, hey, you have worth, you have value, uh, you know, yeah. no matter how you felt stepped on before, how you felt worthless before, there's something you provide uh, that God wants to help flourish in you, bring out yeah. these gifts. And so, you know, even here at Community Christian, we want to be a part of that. We have tons of different organizations. In case you're watching this podcast and you don't know, we support Bridging the Gap here in downtown Noonan, which is a food ministry. They're a clothing ministry. They're also taking food to people's homes. They have food distribution at their at their place. And uh, as they always say is, uh, anybody who shows up gets served. Uh, they're not turning anybody away. Uh, and so a- able to help people. And for us at Community Christian, that 
as as Scott's already said, that that wouldn't just be a, hey, when we do a food drive or, hey, when we're going to do a serving event down there, but that you would, if that's something that your heart is really turned, that God is turning your heart towards that ministry, that you would get involved regularly, weekly, yeah. that, that it would be a Beyond Sunday thing or Derek's uh, organization, Empowered for Life, that also has a um, basketball uh, league that they run where they're working with young people right here in Noonan and, and doing all of that. Or uh, once you know we're able to get back into the nursing home, we have a prison ministry. And uh, I, the thing that you know intrigued me the most, though, uh, in what you were talking there, Scott, is this discipleship aspect and of looking at people in your church and, and kind of being able to say somebody comes with an idea of saying hey i really have a heart to reach these people or i have a heart to 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 do basketball or uh to to reach people with this kind of thing we uh started maybe six or seven months ago there's a group of guys in our church who are big into online gaming and they have started discord is an app that they use to do this and they've started a uh community there that in a couple weeks they're going to be starting a small group discussing the Sermon on the Mount every week. And uh, that came about because uh, as we were talking to people in our church that said, hey, I really have a passion. I just, I, it wasn't even like I have a passion to reach gamers. It was, I love gaming. I right. love Jesus. Is there a way I can bring these together? And that in the same way, God's able to say, hey, there you can bring a discipleship focus to what you're already doing. Can you speak yeah. to that to some degree and kind of where you guys yeah, are, I what really- you're seeing? Yeah, I really feel like what you're talking about right now is really the new wineskin for the church Amen. as a whole. You know, Jesus says that you can't pour new wine into an old wineskin or you'll lose the wine. Well, the, the wine is is his spirit, it's him. And what he's trying to do right now is what you're talking about. He's trying to get his body, the church, to kind of, again, I I'm not saying we got to throw out Sunday mornings. I oh, of course not. There's yeah, a yeah. purpose. So I, I want to start by saying that there's a purpose for Sunday mornings, the gathering of the saints. But but from there, he wants the body of Christ. He wants me and you and anybody who's watching this to understand that you are the minister of the gospel. Just Amen. as much as anybody else. It's like if, if the Holy Spirit lives in you, you are in full time ministry. Amen. And so it's using what you're already doing to as a as a mission in a ministry. So when you go in with a missionary mindset, I always tell my our, our, our whole church, our whole staff is like you wake up every day and you got to have a missionary mindset that God has me on mission today. Where is he going to take me? Well, first place I'm going is to work. Right. I work at let's just say I worked at Walmart. Well, Walmart is a huge mission field, probably bigger mission field than any other person who works full time at a church. Sometimes people work full time at a church. All you're around is Christian. Not that we don't need ministry in ourselves, but we do. But the reality is where God got. It's not an accident that you work where you work. Absolutely. It's not an accident that you go to school where you go to school. It's not an accident that you live in the neighborhood that you live in. God ordained you to be there for t- for a time such as this. So it's it's really, as a believer, changing this thing right here, our thinking, our mind. If we could change our mind about life and ministry, that ministry is life and life is ministry. 
Absolutely. Does that make sense? And, and yeah. identifying like what people are passionate about and what people enjoy, like the video games, like, hey, you ever thought about like, you know what I mean? Like making that a ministry, making that your ministry? Like, no, I never thought of that. And it's, people come alive. Like we launched a basketball thing because I had a guy who liked to play basketball. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not even like, I'm horrible at basketball. I don't really enjoy <laughs> playing basketball. But my guy was like, hey, man, maybe you ever thought about like, hey, if you opened it up to some kids could come. And he's like, yeah, I would love that. And this guy just came alive. And so I think us as leaders and shepherds and pastors got to start speaking that into people. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're the ministry. Yeah. We don't have to start something. It's just, it's who you are. It's it's what you love. It's 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 lifestyle ministry. I use that word a lot. Lifestyle ministry, lifestyle mission. And so yeah. that is really what I what I'm big on right now. What I'm teaching a lot is like, especially the different churches, and it's yeah. like it's not about the program. It's really about who you are. Yeah, you are, you are the program. Yeah, well, <laughs> and, and so, I, you know, we ahead. use we use language around uh, here a lot when I'm when I'm talking with people about this because this is kind of as you're talking about it. My, my kind of role here on church in, in the church here is really expanding to this kind of idea of helping people figure out, you know, how can you use what God's given you to really uh, 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 bring people into the kingdom. And yeah. um, one thing I use often is I use the phrase, see yourself as a missionary in disguise. That when you yeah. go, you know, you're going. And so for a long time I worked with youth and I would say, you know, you're not, you're not going to school as a student. You're a missionary disguised as a student. So you got to go and you got to pretend like your biggest deal is is getting that A plus or whatever. But it's really that mission field that's there. Or as you mentioned, you're going into Walmart to work or you're going online to play video games or, you know, um, my wife started a, a preschool play group right before COVID started. So that kind of stopped it. But where the whole goal was she would go to these other play groups and kind of find stay-at-home moms because she's a stay-at-home mom and say, hey, do you you need another community to kind of plug into? And then through that, running these other kind of things and finding ways to talk about her life in Jesus and and all that kind of stuff. And I think the part that I I hear that I really feel, man, like our churches have so much of the same heart in this and that what God's kind of revealing to us, and I I hope that those who are listening to the podcast kind of see is if you have a passion for something and you're not sure how to do it, I mean, here at Community Christian, I mean, you're listening to our podcast, so come, come if you're if you're a part of our church, come talk to us. If you're not part of our church, come talk to us. We want to help you figure out how God can use you to to reach people and to disciple people right where you're at. Uh, and maybe it's maybe it's a group that you want to minister to, as as Scott's already said. Maybe there's a group that you feel like, hey, I can serve, and right now it doesn't feel like it's a spiritual need. Maybe it's a physical need. But man, you can just start with whatever God's got in front of you. Or maybe it is a spiritual need and you want to start there. Whatever it is, we want to help you figure that out. And I know um, right. Scott's doing so much of the same kind of stuff there at, at, at City Taker. So, Scott, any other stuff there on the uh, discipleship stuff you think it's important for people to know? Uh, yeah, I think I think it's just about doing life together. Yes. You know, I, I think the number one reason why people don't make disciples is because they don't want to spend the time with people. Woo. I always tell people that, you know how to spell discipleship? It's T-I-M-E. Yep. And that's the, you know what I mean? That, that's, that's, the, that's the hard part sometimes because we're so busy with life. You know what I mean? We all have our own things that we got to do in families and work and 
But the reality is Jesus spent time with people. Mm-hmm. And, and it's I a slow think, process. It's not it's a slow. It's slow. Yeah. It's slow. And so I think discipleship, if we can get away from discipleship being the program that happens in the classroom in the book to saying, you know what? Like it is that, but it's this, that's not the wholeness of it. It's like, Hey, I just want to walk with you. I want you to walk with me and yeah. do life together and friendship and family, you know, then you can implement the teaching part. You know what I mean? The biblical teaching and all the other stuff you want to teach somebody, but you got to walk with them. You yeah. know what I mean? You got to, because the reality is people are dealing with some real stuff, real pain, real problems, real sin. And unless there's that real relationship, you're probably not going to ever know what they're really going through. And so from a discipleship aspect, yeah, you, you want to, you know, I think there's different levels to discipleship. You know what I mean? There might be the discipleship class, but that's, you know, you're not really going to take nobody deep in that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then you might have like, you know, some type of relationship with person or the person and you'll be able to, you know, impart a little bit more into that person. But then you got, you know, the ones who you're really walking with. See, Jesus had the three, the 12, the 72, you know, mm-hmm. and so he was really able to impart something really special in the, in the, in the three. And Peter was one of them. I, I call it the ministry of hanging around. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like Peter was Jesus's friend because he was just always around. And it wasn't an accident that Jesus chose Peter to build his church on Peter. I'm going to build my church on you and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And so I think we all have to walk in all those levels but if we just do the top level and not the bottom level, we're really, you know what I mean? Not yeah. walking in the fullness of really making a disciple. So who, you know, number one, who is pouring into you? Who's walking with you like that? You got to have that shepherd, that mentor, that pastor that really knows you and is really walking with you. Secondly, who are you doing that for as well? Who are you walking with? And I think that in itself is like, you know what I mean? Like somebody's pouring into you and you're pouring out. Someone's pouring in and you're pouring out. And that's kingdom. Yeah. That's very, that's very kingdom. So, and again, discipleship goes way beyond a program. Discipleship goes way beyond this happens at this time on this day. It's really relational discipleship. Well, and I think, I think that part you said is huge too, which is the, the, the time, a uh, relational aspect is often our biggest hurdle because yeah. it's so easy as, you know, I would say believers, but I think it's just all people. We, we insulate ourselves. We insulate ourselves to me and mine, me and my family, me and my friends, me and, you know, my group. And, and Christ really calls us to, to be open to whoever he's putting in our, I always call it our relational orbit. There, there's those people that are spinning around me all the time and I see them and I've never even introduced myself or I've never gone very deep with them or I've never had them to lunch or over to my house or any of those kind of things that I would open myself up. And that's really where discipleship happens. As you said, it it's in life together. And, you know, yeah. 
Scott, I'm so thankful that God has put our churches together to do yes. life together. We didn't even get to mention it, but we uh, we were able to kind of uh, partner with you guys, and we had a, a a big old box truck that was full yeah. of stuff that we weren't able to use anymore for block put parties, but you guys are able to use it, and we yeah, set that man. up with you guys. So have you guys got a chance to unload that yet? We just unloaded it. Uh, was it yesterday or the day before? The day before yesterday, and uh, we blew up the bounce house. We had a, ba- a brand new bounce house. Thank you, Lord. Like we were renting bounce houses almost every month and, you know, really couldn't afford to do that. But so that was a huge blessing, the bounce house. I know there's some extra sound stuff, but just like in the context of doing able to do ministries in these communities. And then with the Fresh Food Fridays, that truck is such a huge blessing. So I just want to say thank you to just everybody who's a part of the church. Like you guys are having an impact now, whether you know it or not, you're having an impact in the inner city of Atlanta. So thank you guys. That's amazing. That's just kingdom work. So thank you, Scott, for uh, helping us out here on the podcast. And uh, for all you joining in, we'll see you all next time. God bless you all.